Welcome to episode 166 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia and other theme parks, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, and tons of other places. (laughs) You can find us on our website at tdrexplorer.com, also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I am the one wishing I went to cool Japan (laughs) (laughs) at University of Japan. And joining me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Patricia. Hi, I'm Trish. I take photos at the park, and I went to Universal Studios Cool Japan. Uh, You can find me at Love and on Twitter, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, under both under the same name. Um, yeah, but you still have time, Chris. You've got all summer. I, know. I do. I really do. I need, I, I need to make a trip out there. Yeah, for very sure. Very soon. You know, it was a really, really, really good experience. We hadn't been there since the last Cool Japan event, which was about two years ago, I want to say. Okay, so you missed last year's altogether. Wait, what was last year's? Uh, that's when they first introduced Sailor Moon. Okay. And, oh, it was Final Fantasy. That was, like, the big thing. Oh, Final Fantasy. yeah, I did miss last year's. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, man, they do I it. Think, I think you made up for it this time. Oh, I know. <laughs> our wallets made up for it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's, um, it's very expensive, USJ. I want to hear all about it. But before we do that, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do. <laughs> our Patreon I know how much our, our listeners, our fellow explorers, love hearing about that. So if you enjoy the show, make sure you go on over to Patreon to patreon.com slash TDR now, where you can support the show because we do have to pay for things. We have to pay our wonderful editor who edits all the shows together and also to pay for our equipment and all that stuff just to help keep the show going. So if you enjoy what we do, Head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and you can pledge. And one of the pledges is the $75 level. The $75 level. Of course, you don't have to do this every single month. You can do it one month and then you can change to a lower tier if you want. For the pledge of $75 for the one month, you can send Trish and I somewhere. It doesn't have to be Tokyo Disney Resort. Um, it could be somewhere in Tokyo as well. And you can tell us what to eat and we'll review it for you. And we'll talk about our experience and all that. And actually, the episode that was just before this was a pledge from Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. And we went... If, well, if you, if you haven't watched the or watched, I should listened to the previous episode, make sure you go back and give that a listen where we are at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel having the afternoon tea set and we were talking all about it. So make sure you head back and check that out. And if you want to hear more content like that and send us somewhere to eat, yeah, just head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash TDR now. And before we start, we do have 
a full trip, like a digital travel guide PDF for Universal Studios Japan. It's 191, 192 pages, something like that. And let me tell you, and Trish knows this. Oh, I'll tell you right after you tell them because for (laughs) sure. (laughs) There is not a lot of information on Universal Studios Japan in English. If you thought it was hard to find information for Tokyo Disney Resort in English, Universal Studios Japan is much harder. There's not a lot out there, especially up to date. So if you're going to Universal Studios Japan, you definitely want to get our travel guide. It's $15. It's an investment. It really is. You end up saving yourself time and stress, including money, because we tell you how to save money and you know, how to not waste money on hotels and stuff like that. So the best $15 you'll ever spend. Trust me on that. And you can also get our Tokyo Disney Resort digital travel guide as well. You can get them both as a bundle for $24. Head on over to our website at tdrexplorer.com slash travel dash guides and you'll see the bundle there. Just click on it and there you go. All right, let's talk about Cool Japan 2019 at yeah. Universal Studios Japan. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, (laughs) you sound exhausted. (laughs) We went hard. We went really hard this vacation. Like, you know, we always go, we always hit our vacations hard. Um, I wanted to go on the first day because I was worried about some merch being sold out. Right. So I'm like, oh, you know what I'll do? I'm going to, I'm going to take the night bus, which, okay. Um, (laughs) The Wait, night, you took bus. The night bus. Yeah, man. And it had been like over a decade the last time I took the night bus. And oh, um, no, I don't like the night bus. <laughs> yeah, the night bus, you guys. I remember it being a nightmare back then. And it's still a nightmare <laughs> to ride the night bus. But for my purposes, I needed to ride the night bus because several times now, and it's always it's always me on my even with my husband something goes wrong at the transfer point right so we get there and i have a mistake with the trains or the trains are down the train line is down or something happens which delays us getting to the park on time or before opening so we can you know be um be close to the front of the line right so i'm like i'm going to take the night bus and i'm going to get there before park opens, I'm going to be there an hour before. It's going to be fine. And here's here's the thing with the night bus, okay? The night bus, the more expensive night bus is the same price as an airplane ticket. It's about 60-ish dollars, 6,000 yen, right? So it's it's not a bad price. It gets you there. Um, you don't have to get from where you land or where you arrive by train and uh, get to the parks by another means so it's very easy but it's um I don't know what is going on with the night bus with like the air conditioning or heating I don't know if there's like some kind of plan to it like to make people the most uncomfortable as possible but for the first half of the bus ride it was very hot (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. I can't do that. No, no man. And the second half is so hot that I, I had a water bottle and I was kind of using it as a pillow in like a, a last ditch resort to cool my body. Okay. And then on the second half, something happened where they turned on the air conditioner. So it got cold. 
And I'm like, what's happening here? You know, I, there's hours of writing in the heat and all of a sudden you decide to turn on the air conditioning. Um, on top of that, it stops like pretty much every two hours on the dot at a rest stop <laughs> and all the lights go on and everything. And you do have eye covers, so that's, you know, that's a thing. And you have blankets and everything. That's fine. But, man, it is uncomfortable. And I was writing the one where you're on the seat by yourself with nobody to either side of you. But I cannot imagine riding the night bus where you are also cramped next to a person. I would die. I, if you are going to ride the night bus, do the single seat. Do not ride where you are sitting next to each, somebody else. I've done the night bus once and I will never do it again. <laughs> I might do it again. I don't know. I'd rather just, I'd rather deal with an airport <laughs> and just get there quicker. Cause it's like what, not even an hour flight. It's a very it's a like very that. short flight because we took the airplane going back. Okay, that's fair. Okay, well, if you did it going there, not on the way back, then I guess that's not terrible. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Like I just, know. I, I did it once, and yeah, I just I, I don't sleep well on them. Oh, period. No. Yeah, I didn't sleep all night. Ugh, no, it's just not good. <laughs> so okay, anyway, you got. To Universal. And I made it. I made it at the time okay. I wanted to get there, slightly earlier, actually. Um, so that worked out fine. The night bus is the night bus. Um, I got to the park. And then one thing that I was worried about was my husband had put the idea into my head. And even the second day, he was like in kind of like a panic over it. And I'm like, why are you freaking out about this? Um, about activating the annual pass, right, with a photo. And I talked mm. to the cast member. And she's like, no, you just go through the turnstile and they take the photo there. And I'm like, cool, thanks. All right. And I got in line. Um, the cast came up. They gave people waiting in line the little brochures for the park for that day. Um, you can ask for it both in English and Japanese. There's very minor differences in the, in the pamphlet. And so park opening, I know this is something you wanted to know about. There's security now. Yay. No, not yay. Hurrah. Um, so USJ, 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 you have so many examples around you of how theme parks do bag check, right? You've got Tokyo Disney Resort. You've got the American Universal Studios parks, right? So you would think, hey, we can figure this out, right? And do this in um, a way that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. No. Of course not. Why, no. <laughs> why would we look at other examples of how people do things? Guess how they do bag check, Chris? Uh, I've, I don't, how can you mess it up? That's my thought. Well, thankfully, the lines are not as crazy long as Tokyo Disney Resort, so they've got that going. But wait until it's summertime because they do bag check directly in front of the turnstiles. Okay which is the least efficient way of doing it. If you've been to Universal Studios in Florida, for example, they do it at the entrance to City Walk, right? So before you get anywhere near um, the actual parks, your bags have been checked. You can go in and out. You can go shopping. And you are fine and you are free from the moment you walk into the area. If you do Tokyo Disney Resort, 
there's an area ahead of the turnstiles where they let people in and then you branch off into different lines to where you enter the park, right? Um, so if you're checking the bags directly in front of the turnstiles, you, um, and this might be on purpose, who knows, you, you kind of space out the people entering the park. So maybe that's the reason they do it that way. But if you're at the back of the line, it is going to take you forever to get into that park. So if you're going to USJ, you want to get there early and be at the front of the line. Even though those lines are not long, if you are at the back, it will take you forever to get in the park. I guess, yeah, they're stepping that up, too, for the G20, mm-hmm. G20 summit. Yeah. I also saw, too, that um, during the summit, they're getting rid of all garbage cans on the trains, like the train platforms, train stations, I should say. Yeah. Just for safety concerns. It's already hard enough to find garbage cans. I know. <laughs> just make it even harder. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So you got into the park, finally, after the debacle that is security check. Yes. And Tell me all about Cool Japan. I had a plan. I had a plan, Chris. Uh-huh. My plan was I had the Express 4 yeah. for the Cool Japan attractions. And on top of that, I had an extra pass to do the Shingeki, which is like Attack on Titan, plus this other thing that they were doing called like clonoids, which are these kind of creepily realistic, like life-size versions of some of the characters. Like it's okay. really creepy. Um, but okay, you guys, that is not available on the English website. So, um, here's my issue. Like, you know how you said that there's very, very little English information available for USJ. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely right. And anybody who's listening really, really, really consider, uh, getting that USJ book because it is so, so difficult finding anything in English. It is the biggest pain in the butt. And the official website is no exception. So you'll find express passes, but you won't find like really specific express passes for some reason. So um, this clonoid thing was not available on the English website. And I've had people ask me about it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. The only thing I can recommend that you do is use Google Translate. And other than that, I have no idea how you would get around it because this thing is selling out way in advance, so they don't have tickets day of. Um, so I don't know what else to say to people. Yeah, they don't make it easy for um, English-speaking people, or like, or, or I guess I should say people who don't speak Japanese or can read it. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, too, I guess like if it's selling out then they don't really need to put it in English because they're making their money anyway. The thing is, it's it, there's a thing about making money, but there's also the point of providing good customer service, right? Yeah. That's kind of... that. That's a whole other like topic in itself and just how Japan is handling the influx of tourism. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not very good, but... <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, yeah. So I had my plan. I knew what I was going to do ahead of time because... My family was coming the next day, so I wanted to go. I wanted to cover the attractions. I wanted to do shopping. I wanted to try the special menu and everything. So the first thing that I did was I went shopping, right? And uh-huh. if you're going shopping for USJ, there's kind of like two shops, right? There's the main shop, which sells everything, okay? Um, but the problem with that shop is that the line is massive, It is absolutely massive. And the first two days that we were there, it was just all the way down to the end of the street. It was craziness. And it was like that all day. 
So um, if you want merch, go early. If you're going at the beginning of the event, go like first thing in the morning, try to get in that line because um, things do sell out. Like the Sailor Moon merch, I know things were just flying off the shelves. Um, so that shop had uh, it was had exclusively Sailor Moon and I think something else. But I think the majority of the people were in line for Sailor Moon. And then on the other side of the street, across from that shop, was the popcorn cart, which had the Evangelion Godzilla popcorn bucket, right? Mm-hmm. And that also had a massive line going the complete other direction down the other street. So merch was insanity. Um, my shop, thankfully, was an exclusive for those goods. So the line was not as bad. And you could just kind of like run over, zip over, and there was like no line. And then the line grew later after you got out of the shop. It was just very crowded. Yeah. Um, After that, I made a restaurant reservation, which guess what, you guys? Okay. So you know how at Tokyo Disney Resort, everybody knows everything. And it's insanity to do anything, right? Like to get fast passes or to do priority seating or anything, right? Uh At USJ, that's not the case. So. Hooray. So um, <laughs> I went to the restaurant and there was no line. I could pick any time during the day that I wanted. Um, and it was it was great. Uh, there was there's nothing. There's nobody. No, I, I don't even think people know about it that much. And the only reason I knew about it was I saw it in the book and on the mm-hmm. pamphlet. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Check out that book, you guys. <laughs> and I went um, for my appointment like in, at noon and there was a massive line and I just walked up and was seated. Boom. Boom. Uh, wait, which which restaurant was this? This is Finnegan's, which had a special menu. Oh, right. right yeah. That's like the, the Irish pub? Mm-hmm. It's table service. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, you know already food at Universal is a bit pricier than TDR. Um, but it's good quality. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's not, yeah. It's theme park food. Um, after that, yeah. I went straight to the Shingeki attraction. I rode that. So with this attraction, what you need to keep in mind is that it is a 30-minute attraction. Oh, and just so people who aren't aware, um, Shingeki no Kyojin, that's Attack on Titan. Right. Okay, so <laughs> we should, I guess we should give a, a brief description for each show, right? Yeah. So this is a show that is, <laughs> if you ride the attraction, you'll get a long description, but it's all in Japanese. Um, so if you want to do the attraction, you might want to check out a summary before that. And I guess we'll give you a summary now. It's, um, it's a show, it's a comic book where there are these people and they are living behind these massive walls, and there's giants, naked giants that eat those people. Naked giants. There you go. That's the <laughs> that's the summary. Okay. Um, so, and the people are fighting those giants. Okay. So that's the attraction, and you get this massive, and it's a live explanation. You've got live actors, and they're giving the explanation, and you'll see like little pictures. They're they're telling you who all the characters are. You don't you don't really have to know. Who the characters are, if you know that the people are fighting the monsters, I think that's pretty good enough to do the attraction. The attraction itself is very, very ambitious. For something that's only running about three months, I was incredibly impressed. 
And also, just for point of reference, this is in the Terminator attraction, right? Right, exactly. So you know if you've done Terminator, Terminator, you have 3D, you have live action, you've got that motorcycle coming out on the stage, you've got the massive Terminator head um, in the back. So everything is happening around you and in the aisles. And this uh, attraction is similar to that. And what happens in the attraction, um, without giving the story away, is there is... um, It's basically, if you're watching the third season of the television show, it's like a recap of that in 30 minutes. And you've got a lot of special effects like 3D, you've got smoke, you've got lasers, you've got projection mapping, live action and stunts. You've got the actual uh, titans, which are the naked giants running around in the aisles and um, doing all kinds of stuff. And if you do know the show, um, they have this, uh, this big you know, kind of reveal this season of The Basement. And there's a teaser there at the end of the show. So you get to see that as well. Sounds sounds like a lot of fun, actually. It, it's actually a lot of fun. And, and my husband, who does not at all watch the show or read the comic or anything, even he was impressed. He's like, wow, that's, you know, for two, three months, it's very ambitious. So that's one attraction down, right? I definitely want to check that one out because... I, I've watched the first season of Attack on Titan. I haven't watched two or three. Oh, so all kinds of stuff happens, man. Okay, fair enough. All right, so what's the next one? Okay, what's, so what's next, I I had Express Pass, right? So um, I had to wait for the next time. What's really good about Express Pass is that it lets you plan your day. Yes, you pay for it, but you don't have to worry about lining up for anything and running out of time for doing other things. So um, I had time. I went to, uh, my next pass was for Forbidden Journey. I rode that. Um, I had some butter beer and just enjoyed that land for a little bit. Then I went and did Jaws, which they have Jaws, you guys, which we yeah, don't we have anymore. Yeah. So go enjoy Jaws. There's actually a lot of really, really great merch, including a headband of Jaws eating your head, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love all of it. So if you miss Jaws, come to USJ and ride that attraction. It is amazing. After that, I did Jurassic Park, which my family missed out on because um, it was closed for refurbishment the next day. So I wanted to do it that day, no matter what. And um, man, it's been a while um, since I, I think I wrote it in the States. And, but I, I, it looks like there's a lot more going on in this version. Like a lot more know. props and stuff and, and special effects, I felt. I don't know. I never actually compared the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was my feeling. Maybe I'll go back and look at a video or something. But I felt like, especially on the ramp when you're going up, that a lot more was happening um, alongside the vehicle. Hmm. Forbidden Journey, too. There was a lot, lot, lot more props, um, a, uh, a lot more animatronics. So it's, it's like stuff is coming at you from everywhere. And there's like a ton of spiders. And it's like nuts. Um, and that was my first time um, writing the the new version. I know you've done it already. Oh yeah, the, a little uh, updated version of Forbidden Journey. Yeah, they little more intense effects. Mm-hmm. And the screen, you you don't need the four D glasses anymore. No, no, which is nice. And it's just overall, it's just it, it's an improvement, which is nice. And I think it's I like the that. best um, Forbidden Journey. I agree. 
Did you do the Sailor Moon or was Sailor Moon open yet? Yeah, it was. I right. did do Sailor Moon. So if you're doing Sailor Moon and you want to do Godzilla slash Evangelion, you um, really have to pay attention to the times because it is in the same theater and it is split. The show times are split. So in the beginning half of the day, they'll do one. And then in the later half of the day, they'll do the other. So watch out for that. Okay. I had the express pass for Sailor Moon, but it was still not time for that. So I had lunch and um, I went, I ordered the special set menu and I took pictures and you can, you had your choice of drink and everything. And it was really, really nice. And then I went straight to Sailor Moon and um, you know, the story with Sailor Moon is she's a magical girl. She can transform and she can fight usually like sexy bad guys. (laughs) Right? It's so true, right? (laughs) So, and I don't know, man. You know, I I was watching the show, you know, the attraction, and I'm like, Sailor Moon is always fighting against mature-bodied women. I'm like, what kind of, is there like a message here that mature women are are like the bad guys and young girls are more, I don't know, like more open or like the future or something? I don't know, but I'm like, huh. That's interesting. But yeah, the bad guy is always like this sexy, mature woman or like this really buff guy. And um, this was no exception. Um, You walk in and Sailor Moon's daughter from the future and her magical little ball cat, uh, they're like, hey, we're going to have this party. Come join us. We're going to fly to the moon. And I'm like, okay, let's go to the moon, little girl. And um, I had a, a little incident here. Uh, I, I walked in and the glasses are like right, right next to the door. And I think everybody else had already gone in. So it was empty. So I did not notice the glass glasses pickup place. So I go in and I sit at the attraction and they're like, put on your masquerade glasses. And I'm like, you're what? And I see the cast member and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wave the cast member down and she'll help me. And I wave at her and she looks at me and she waves back and she walks away. And I'm like, no, I was not saying hi to you, woman. Why would I do that? Okay. And then I see her again and I'm like, hey, hey. And I point to my face where there's no glasses and she, she walks away. And I'm like, oh my God, damn it. So I, um, I had to sit through it without glasses one time. And it was really painful, like like physically painful. I got like a headache. And then I got out and I explained my situation and they questioned me. And I'm like, look, man, I don't really need to see this attraction twice, but I paid for this express pass and I want to at least see it one time the way it's supposed to be. And they're like, okay, cool, cool. And so then they let me do it again. And I had my masquerade glasses and um, I put them on this time. And it was a totally different experience. Well, at least they let you do it again. They That's did. Nice. They let me do it again. I explained to them. I'm like, no, dude, where are the glasses? And I asked them, where are the glasses anyway? Because I did not see them walking in. Um, and they're like, no, they're over here. And I'm like, okay, cool. And um, so I did that. Uh, the bad guy, you know, this attraction was actually kind of scarier than the Attack on Titan attraction. Hmm. believe it or not like the bad guy was actually really really scary she has like these spider legs and um you could get nightmares from that that's scary it was really scary um but it was it was a nice um you know out of the four cool japan attractions this one um ranks at the bottom only because it's a pretty straightforward 4d theater type attraction they're all really really good 
Um, and even if you're not familiar with the shows, I think you'll enjoy all four of them, to be honest. And um, this one was really cute. The animation was actually really, really nice. And um, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it if you do this attraction as well. The merch is amazing, by the way. I heard that. I heard it was very popular. Very popular very and popular. very, very pricey. Mm, fair enough. Uh, did you do the Evangelion versus Godzilla too? I did. But first, I had an express pass for Attack on Titan again. So I went oh, there. Fair enough. Um, so I did that. Then I went to Godzilla. And um, this one was actually, um, I think, my number two, believe it or not. And uh, this one was, um, how do I say? It was because it was, it was creative, you know. So it's the same theater, same experience, but the story was really interesting. It's, um, I guess, the, the Evangelion people are like, oh, no, there's – so Evangelion is a show – where we'll do the summary. Um, there's these. <laughs> the government decides to put young kids in robots. Good idea, government, to fight um, things called angels, which are big monsters. And um, so they put the kids in. The, they're like, oh no, one of these angels is coming. What do we do? And the really cute part of the, about this attraction, which we talked about a few episode, episodes ago, I cannot talk, is that I love, love, love when they localize attractions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this takes place in Osaka 3. Oh, because that, that's strange because if you've ever seen Evangelion, it ha- it takes place in Tokyo 2, I believe. I think so. Like I'm that. not sure 100%. Yeah, but it's like, in Tokyo, like a future Tokyo, right? It's in Tokyo. Like it's in Hakone, which is like near Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Tokyo something. Yeah. Anyway. And this is Osaka cool. 3. So it's really in cool. Osaka, which I, I love. I love it, love it, love it. And actually, when you, it's one of the more bilingual attractions because when you go in, they'll show these news reports and they'll show them in Japanese and in English, which you really don't see at the other attractions. So that's very nice. Oh, that's cool. So you go in and they're like, oh, no, there's like an angel attacking Osaka 3. And the angel's not an angel from the show. It is Godzilla. So, yeah. So there's like a battle against Godzilla. And then they realize, hey, it's not an angel. And then, I, you know, I feel so bad. I forgot what the three-headed monster is. Let's just call it a kaiju. That's all they are. The (laughs) three-headed flying kaiju comes out. And yeah. the battle is really fun because it's it's flying around, it's fighting Godzilla, it's fighting the robots, and it's a lot of fun. So I love that it was a very creative idea. I love that they localized it to Osaka. So, so, so much fun. And I did not have an express pass for this because um, you had to choose. I actually had an express pass for an other Cool Japan attraction, which is um, Loop on the Third. And Loop on the Third, summary time, is... Um, these guys and a really, really cool girl, and um, they are pulling heists, they're stealing stuff, and there's a cop, and he's like their nemesis, and it's a lot of fun. This attraction is, the story is that there's like a museum with this really lovely, um, sparkly, diamondish artifact, and they steal it. And what this is, it's the coaster for what is it called the space one space space fantasy fantasy okay 
And it's, but instead of face, space fantasy, you have the VR on and you are zipping and zooming around the streets of, I think the place is called Fortuna and you are trying to steal that gem and the police is trying to get it and um, all kinds of stuff is going down. And it's really, really, really cool. Um, my one thing that would move that from the number two position to the number three is that I felt that Evangelion a couple of years ago did this version of the attraction slightly better. And I feel like I like the grittier version of this animation versus like the really clean, clean um, lines. But also, also very, very, very impressive. If you think about it, it is for three months. They had to animate this and it's all the way, every way you look, you can see the action that's going on, which is, again, so, so impressive for such a short amount of time. I love how much effort they've been putting into this Cool Japan event that they're, I think, what, is this the fifth year, fourth year? I think it's the fifth anniversary. Yeah, so they haven't been doing this for very long, and it just, it makes sense, right? Because it focuses on the pop culture of Japan that is very well known. A lot of it's well known across the world, of course, like everyone knows who Sailor Moon is. It's really hard to find someone who doesn't know what Sailor Moon is. Right. Um, but then we have you know franchises like Lupin the Third, which unless you're really into Japanese pop culture, most people outside Japan probably never have heard of it. Mm-mm. And it's a classic. Like it's really it really classic. Um, so if you don't know, check it out. It's very cool. My favorite character is Fujiko, who is like this femme fatale, and she's amazing. What was your number one? My number one, just because it was so creative, and I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, was the show-type attraction, was the Attack on Titan one. Okay. Number. So that, that, that one's like, if you're doing this, you absolutely should do the Attack on Titan. I think you should. And if you're a fan of the show, bonus, then you actually know what's going on. Hmm. Um, number... And, uh-huh. Oh, I was going to say, even if you're not a fan of the show, just to see just... The, the amount of work that has gone into this type of show to, to show that, you know, you can have a quality show that's not going to be around very long. Yeah, man. And there's live, be- live performers, which is always a plus. I love that. Mm. And your number two? My number two is kind of a tie. Um, the Edge going to Godzilla and Evangelion, that kind of mm. combo. Just because, like I said before, it's a really creative idea. And I love the localization. And, you know, Godzilla's iconic, right? Evangelion is also, I I guess, iconic in the animation world, right? So you've got two icons coming together, and that's really, really interesting as a crossover, right? Um, And the coaster attraction is my other number two, uh, kind of leaning towards number three, uh, just, just because I think a VR coaster is so, so innovative. My one thing that I would love for them to fix is that VR helmet is very, very, very heavy, and I would like them to make it a bit lighter. And then your last one would be Sailor Moon? Sailor Moon, I know. Um, And just because, again, it's the same theater as Godzilla and Evangelion, but um, they did a little bit less with the idea, you know? 
So I would it's like a little, something a little bit more creative, like have it in Osaka, mm. have Sailor Moon and her friends going on a trip to Osaka, Osaka and something goes horrible, horribly wrong. Like there's a sexy takoyaki monster or something, you know, <laughs> that would just boost it. I'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> Hopefully someone from Universal Studios Japan is listening and they take our idea. Heck yeah, man, I would write that all day. <laughs> You, you can contact us about royalties later. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, though, Cool Japan is definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this clonoid thing we did as well, um, which is oh, also yeah. part of it. And um, it's really eerily realistic. I mean, like you can see like the veins in their hands, you know. Uh, the problem with that is the first day they um the line was just it took forever and we did it again on the third day and the, it took shorter but they had, like super sped up the the time that you had with the the with the i guess the life-size figures and it was super super rushed so if they find a middle ground which probably they'll settle into probably maybe they already have um it would be a much more uh, comfortable experience Fair enough, fair enough. And there was one more thing going on, which was Conan, but that's an escape room. And I think it's only in Japanese. And it takes out of your day, I think about 90 minutes. And I think yeah. it's a separate fee. Yeah, it's it's extra. It's only in Japanese. And Conan the Detective, it's one of those anime that either you've heard of it or you haven't. It's just, it's it's not, like... For Canada, at least, it was like I never knew what it was until I came here. I think they showed it so. in the states, but you know, it's kind of awesome. It's got murder, which I love, <laughs> and small children. You can't go wrong with that. That's my summary for Detective Conan: Murder and Small <laughs> Children. <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> yeah, Conan the Detective, not Conan the Barbarian. That's a different franchise. Totally different, together. yeah. But Conan the Detective. <laughs> Man, my son was into that show for a while and he would just marathon watch it and i'm like well why do they and like he's like i'm like why do they let the kids onto the crime scene because there's like dead bodies and i'm pretty sure that's like contaminating the crime scene and everything he's like no because conan is really a teenager and he's just in a kid's body and i'm like it doesn't matter because they don't know he's a teenager and even then probably a teenager shouldn't be at the crime scene either but it's this whole thing, and it's actually a really, really entertaining show. Wow. Okay. So, Cool Japan. That, I need to get. I, I need to get there. Go, man. And that's that's just day one. We did everything else. Like we did Minions. We did the Electrical Parade, which is really, really good. Um, you should also check that out. Uh, we stayed close to the park. It was a new hotel called Port Vida, which was amazing. Um, really light. It's the the theme is sun and nature, and the rooms were super duper spacious. So mm. yeah, man, stay nearby because this is the first time we've stayed on property. And if you're gonna be there for three days, you want to do that because you will be exhausted. <laughs> I can't recommend that enough. All right, so that's it for this episode. So awesome, Ugh, cool Japan. I love it. Okay, I, yeah, I'm going very soon. Go. Make it happen. Are you going to do shopping? And, oh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it, how it goes. <laughs> Man, I feel like half the people were there just for shopping. 
Uh, they might have been. So before we go, uh, we have some explorers to thank for pledging to us on Patreon because they get a shout out at the end of the show. And I'll go first so you can say hi to your favorite. Thank you. <laughs> so a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Amanda, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Claire, no, sorry, Carrie, Carl, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, and Emily. All right. Thank you to Jamie and Jose. Jose, you know I love you. I got your name right this time. Kathy, thank you to Lee. Thank you to Marie H. and Michael. Thank you, Murray and Sophie. And Spoopy rhymes with Snoopy, who you can also find at USJ. Thank you to Stephanie and Thomas. Thomas, tea time was so lovely. Thank you. And to Tomoko. <laughs> and remember to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Give us those five stars. It really does help out the show. And you can send your questions and suggestions to us. Contact at tdrexplorer.com. And make sure to tell everybody about us. Help them find our show. And you can find everything we talked about here on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those places under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer. And I cannot wait to go ride Attack on Titan. That sounds like so much fun. And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. I might go with you. I, I got the annual pass. Oh, there you go. So I might join you. Let me know if it's a free day for me. I will. We'll write it together. Sounds, <laughs> sounds good to me. Oh, I'm the one who's recovering from the USJ trip, and my wallet is recovering. And I think I think I'll make it. I think I'll make that full recovery. You can see that recovery on Twitter and on Instagram at Dream Sweets Love. All right, explorers. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Keep exploring.